This is Westfair Business Buzz from Westfair Communications, publisher of the Westchester County Business Journal. I'm Jeffrey Buss with Smith, Buss & Jacobs, lawyers here in Westchester County. Uh, we are having today a socially distant conversation with the Honorable Linda Jameson, Justice of the Supreme Court, State of New York, uh, here in Westchester County. And Justice Jameson is uh, assigned to the commercial division of the court, uh, which is the business court for Westchester County. Good morning, Your Honor. Good morning. Nice Thank to be here, Jeff. Thank you for joining us. It's our pleasure. Always. Um, I wanted to take this opportunity to acquaint business owners with the commercial division of the court. Uh, it is the place where business disputes can be resolved in Westchester County. Um, and the court limits the types of cases that it hears to civil disputes in excess of $100,000. Uh, they would often involve a breach of contract or a breach of fiduciary duty, a shareholder dispute, or some other purely commercial business type of dispute. Uh, and I don't know, are there other types of cases, Your Honor, that you... Well, there are uh, legal and accountant malpractice if it's relating to a business transaction. So um, those type of cases do come in front of us. There's also insurance cases uh, to determine whether or not there's insurance. Uh, those are going to be flooding our courts, I'm sure, soon. Um, there's shareholders, derivatives. Of course, there is no monetary number on that one. But um, any case that involves a business tort definitely is in us, and as I call them, business divorces. Okay, a lot of business divorces. So breakup of partnerships or dissolutions of corporations, partnerships, limited liability corporations, all of those type of cases come before the court. And Your Honor, how has the court been handling the recent uh, COVID situation? Well, um, we've been doing all our conferences um, by Skype for business, which is what's been the official um, avenue in which to do conferences in the court system. We're going to be transitioning very soon over to Microsoft Teams, and I think that'll be a little bit easier for us. Um, we d are having hearings, preliminary injunction hearings, um, uh, any other kind of hearing we will have in the courthouse, but it's limited to the amount of people that you can allow into the courtroom. I have limited my courtroom to eight people. That's the only way I can socially distance. Everybody, we have everybody sitting in different areas, um, and we have, you know, of course, face masks, we have shields, we have everything, and we have it sanitized. So um, that's what we've been doing, but I would say the lion's share of the work has been online, including um, mediation that we send people to, which we're going to talk about. Well, I'm glad you brought up mediation. Um, one of the topics I thought might be of interest for uh, the viewers uh, many times, particularly as a practicing attorney, when we draft contracts for clients, um, there is a discussion about where a case should be heard or whether the case should go to arbitration. Um, and in the last few decades, there's been a very strong push uh, in favor of arbitration over courts. Um, and in my practice, I actually have been pushing um, people to go to court now rather than arbitration. Um, and I don't know if that impacts the volume of cases that Your Honor has, but... Well, okay, well, let me ex explain the background of why everybody put in arbitration clauses, because the court system used to be so backed up. 
um, and it took years and years for litigants to get before the judge and have their day in court. But that's not the case now. We have, um, we are up to date. You can get a, a, a trial within six to seven months uh, in the commercial division. We push our cases very quickly, and that's when the commercial division was specifically set up. It was to accommodate all the business actions that go on. Um, New York City, New York is the uh, epicenter of commercial transactions, so they they devised uh, the commercial division, which has its own separate rules that are different and distinct from the other civil parts. And um, specific judges who have the expertise in the area are assigned to those particular uh, commercial divisions. In Westchester County, we have two judges sitting there, myself and Judge uh, Gretchen Walsh. And that's all we hear is commercial cases, and we have expertise in that, and we move our cases very quickly. So. We suggest to you, and we welcome it, because that's what we're there for, to help the public. Um, if you put clauses in, then it'll go to the commercial division. Then you won't be in arbitration, because arbitration has become extremely costly. Uh, very, very yes. costly. So but one of the things about putting in a clause in a contract of where the case goes, um, I smile at this because you, you're not supposed to try to pick who the case goes before, but if you specify the commercial division, whether it's Westchester County or another county, um, there are a limited number of judges in those commercial parts. And so you generally have an idea. Here in Westchester, there's two judges, Judge Walsh and, and Judge Jameson. Um, and in New York County, there are a few more, but it's still a, a very limited and kind of discrete number. Um, the judges that are assigned to those parts are very knowledgeable about business and the laws that impact commercial cases. Uh, as you had just had Judge Jamison explain, they've made a real effort in those parts to speed up the process. Um, so the one of the original reasons people would go to arbitration is they wanted a quick resolution. Uh, and I found that you can actually get a very quick resolution in the commercial part. Um, well, and we also have um, newly implemented uh, the end of December of last year is presumptive mediation. We always had a mediation program within the court system uh, in the commercial division, but now um, throughout our whole court system there is presumptive mediation, which means that there is going to be mediation. Presumptively you're going to it. Um, and we have a roster of people that qualify to be on the commercial division mediation panel, a roster of very, very terrific uh, mediators. They have to go for approximately, I think it's 40 hours of training, um, 24 hours in general mediation, but 16 specifically in business uh, commercial division type cases. Um, and that roster you can pick upon, you know, when the attorneys come into the court, the first thing I'm pushing is to try to mediate it, see if we can avoid the necessary, um, the unnecessary costs of litigation that just skyrocket. So, um, the program allows for uh, an hour and a half of free mediation, and thereafter it's, it's approximately $350, $400 an hour. So that's reasonable. Um, and as an attorney, it's a great, a great program to draw upon, and you can narrow issues. Whether or not you resolve your own case may not happen, but you certainly can narrow the issues and see what the parties really are arguing over and if we can, you know, bridge the gap you know, I will come in afterwards and help. Um, but mandatory mediation, as I call it, 
it's called presumptive in the courthouse, has been a wonderful tool for all the litigants as well as the attorneys and the court system. That's a very uh, useful function to have that independent trained mediator step in early in a case uh, so that things do not spiral out of control. Uh, and the one area that uh, Her Honor mentioned, cost, um, for those of you who have not had the pleasure of, of being sued yet, um, you're probably not in business, but, uh, <laughs> but, but those of you that have been there know that it, the costs mount very quickly. And unlike the types of investments that you would normally make in a business where you're looking at your rate of return, here you're kind of looking at your rate of expense um, without any guarantee of what the return might be. Uh, but I found that arbitration, um, when you go to the major arbitral forums, they charge fees based on the amount of your dispute as a filing fee. Right. Um, and they can be very, very sizable. You file a case in a Supreme Court, it could cost you $300 in filing fees roughly to get started. Uh, in arbitration, you can spend tens of thousands of dollars on the filing fees. And then you have the fees not only for your attorney, but also for the arbitrator. And they generally range in New York from $500 to $1,000 an hour. Um, sometimes you see arbitration clauses that specify three arbitrators. So right. you have to triple that. Um, and then if you stop and think about it, um, when I appear in court and, and I argue a case for a client, um, her honor is employed by the state of New York and nobody's paying the judge by the hour. But in an arbitration, you're paying the judge both sides, you share the fee generally, but you're paying by the hour for the arbitrator to read your papers, to listen to your arguments, to think about your arguments, to write up a decision, and then to issue a decision. Um, and I've had arbitrations where people have spent six figures very quickly on fees and arbitrator costs. So uh, courts are actually less expensive and just as fast. Most of the courts, not all of them. And sometimes I'm not going to put down arbitrators because that's a great, a great avenue if, you, if, you're, if you're representing a client that has a significant amount of money to spend and there's a lot of money involved. Sometimes arbitration is the way to go because you will get you will get one person just spending all of his or her time on your case, whereas the judge has, you know, I have 80 cases pending, so at any given time, maybe even more, um, sometimes 100 cases, sometimes, you know, depending upon where the basket is. Right now, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more cases coming in in light of what's going on with COVID and businesses failing. Um, and, I, and, I, and I ask everybody, when they come in, and they have issues going, there's not a lot of money now. So mediation is, is really something that you need to be putting your effort into and be prepared to mediate. Don't, don't just do it as something that you just, uh, it's an obligation, so I'm going to go through it. Be substantially involved in it and do it with good faith because that, what that mediator recommends is generally where the case is going to play out. I see mediation as being a very um, helpful reality check on a lot of things because one person may be over here, the other here, and the mediator is going to say, well, this is the box of reason. This is where it's going to fall. And y y the two of you can make the decision or the court can make the decision. I always say it's better for the two of you to make the decision. It's your lives. And I'm just talking when I say two of you, it's usually two partners breaking up or something like that. But it could be more people involved. But 
if they make the decision for their lives um, and how their the case is going to play out, it's a lot better because it's harder for people to to I guess stomach or swallow, uh, you know, a judge saying X Y Z. You know, nobody's going to be happy. But in a situation where you can mediate it and resolve it yourself, it's always the be better avenue. Do you have a philosophy, Your Honor, that you kind of employ sometimes when you? start with a new case, what it is you like to see or hear um, from the parties? Well, you know, obviously honesty is the most important thing. Even if you did something wrong, I'd rather hear it than, than find it out. Uh, because if I have all the facts in front of me, I can basically say where this case is going to play out. And I want to say I'm predisposed, but I've been doing this for 40 years. <laughs> um, and you, you basically know where the case will fall out. Um, we have some very good commercial litigators. They are, they are top-notch in Westchester. You yourself are one of them. Um, and they know that stuff, too. So, you know, sometimes attorneys don't, don't tell their client or they can't tell their client because of their relationship. They can't tell them what they don't want to hear. But I can tell them that. So it, it makes it easy, easier for the attorneys. I'm there. I am a public servant. I'm there to serve you, I'm there to help you, I'm there to resolve the issue. So, you know, if you need help, if an attorney needs help with their client, just call upon me. I'm there. Have you seen a, a rise in any particular types of cases in the last couple of months? Well, um, last couple, I have had a lot of employment uh, restrictive covenant breaches because people have been you know, forced to leave a, a business, and then there's restrictive covenants that have been in place, so they've not been able to work in the industry, which is a, is a problem to start with, because it, it, we are in a really a down, a down, down spiral. Also, um, you know, partnerships are breaking up. There's not the money that they had. You know, there's been a lot of problems in holding out as long as they can. But I, I try to, you know, piece them back together if we can, get through this terrible time for everyone. Economically, I think if we can ride it out, it'll be fine. It'll come back full force. I'm waiting for that vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Your Honor, do you have a lot of women that appear as, as uh, in front of you as executives or as attorneys? Or? Um, not, not, not as many as, as I would like. Uh, you know, it has not been in a field. and. And Jeff, you and I have spoken about this. It's not been a field that women have gravitated to over the years, I think. Um, and uh, I'm hopeful that it continues, that I do see an uptick in it. Um, also, many of the big firms, you know, they're all the white shoe firms, and they would have their seniors go in and argue things. as a po And most of the seniors are old men. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, in the commercial division, we actually in, encourage people to um, have their young female uh, associates argue the motions because we, and then we'll give you an opportunity to be heard. I'll listen, you know, I'll say, okay, I'll hear your motion on an oral argument where I might not have done that. So we are encouraging it because we do want the women to be more involved. They, but as it's not been a traditional role for women, um, but I'm hopeful because, you know, they can solve cases just as well as any other person can, man can. <laughs> but you notice there's two women in the commercial division. That's all, that's all I say. <laughs> Your Honor, we have this tremendous judicial system here in the United States, but 
Is it always the best idea to run to court and fight there? No, I think it's the worst idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you're airing your laundry in the public. It is public. It's not just, uh, we do have confidentiality agreements that are sometimes signed, but once you're in court, it is a public arena. So everybody is seeing the laundry aired. Um, and as I, and I, I said before, if you have to work hard at resolving it between the parties and the shareholders and the litigants, they should do it the best that they can among themselves. Because once you are in the court system, it's not your life. It, you don't control it. The court is controlling it. So for me, you know, although I, I'm there for you and I, I welcome it, um, sometimes you, it's necessary to come to court because nobody is agreeing and one partner or one individual is doing something that's illegal and you want it stopped or somebody's trying to throw a commercial tenant out and there's issues beyond non-payment of rent. Those are the cases I get. So a, a lot of times the cases that come in will come in preliminarily. They'll come in for an immediate emergency situation and then the court will take a look at it, stop what's going on, more or less keep the status quo if necessary, or stop one individual from doing something that's totally uh, illegal or really in contravention of what the corporate uh, shareholders all agree to. Then, then it's important for everybody to get to that table and work it out amongst themselves. I mean, because if the court's going to do it, again, I'll, I'll say to you, it may not be what anyone wants. Well, unfortunately, many times in business and in life, nobody wants to make a decision, and that's they leave what it to, they leave it to the they leave to it to the judge, and you do that every day. Right. You make a decision. Right, I do. Um, um, yes, but also, it, it, as a judge, I encourage people to make the decision for themselves, because that's empowering to them. If you leave the decision up to the court, you've lost all power. So that's part of my philosophy when I deal with people that come in front of me, that I try to get the power back to them. I don't, I don't need it, trust me, I don't need it. Yeah. Um, but it's important for them to understand that, that they can formulate a, uh, a resolution. There are some things I cannot do. They're just not legally, you know, within, within, my, power. within my power. But the parties can do it. They can agree to things that I can't do. But if the parties reach some sort of creative solution, you can make it into an order. Yes, so I, can, it, I could so order it, yes. And then it has the force of law. Yes, of or course. Or a binding contract. Yes, of course. So uh, Judge Linda Jameson, thank you so much for being with us today and having this socially distant conversation. Uh, this is Jeffrey Buss from Smith, Buss & Jacobs. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you. Join us again for Westfair Business Buzz.